This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One of my resolutions from a couple years ago was to stop being so judgy. And how did that go? Of everyone and everything. It's an actual process that you have to kind of get your brain out of. To train yourself not to do it? Yeah. Yeah, it involves actual energy of your brain and, like, making new paths and stuff just to, like, when someone's doing something, you're like, let them just do that. You have to acknowledge that you're about to judge them. Exactly. And then refrain from doing so. Exactly. And if you do it enough, it starts to eventually become habit. It reminds me of when you say like. Mm -hmm. You know, when you say like a lot, you you train your brain to go, okay, don't say that as much. And then eventually, like you said, it becomes, you know, normal to not say it. Exactly. Exactly. So that was my resolution, and I practiced it, and I tried it, and I really... Also, who the hell am I to judge? That's fair. As Salt and Peppa said in their <laughs> 1994 album, Very Necessary, the only one judge is God, so chill and let my father do his job. There you go. Mm-hmm. So chill. Also, I shouldn't be judging because of instant karma. Instant. That's a serious, serious problem that I have sometimes. This morning... I saw something that I have never seen before in my entire life, and I'm 37 years old. I've lived a lot of places. I saw it here in Mission, Kansas. Is it the perfect example of instant karma? Mm, We'll find out. Uh, I was driving past this gym, you know, just right up the street, Mm -hmm. and they have those big windows because all gyms have big windows to show that people work out and make you feel like a lazy POS (laughs) Yep. because you don't do that. And so while I was driving by the gym... This woman was running into the gym. Running? Running from her car into the gym. Not running like having somebody chase her, but, hey, look at me. I am so fit. I'm running into the gym. <laughs> and my immediate thought, I couldn't block it. It was, Ugh, bitch, we get it. You work out. Good for you. You're so fit. I bet you don't eat carbs. And I bet you eat a salad like every day. Good for you. So I was angry. And that gym was only like two or three blocks from the station. Park my car get out, grab my stuff, lock the door. And then instinctively, I started running at the station <laughs> because it's so cold and windy out there. I get it now, lady. I get it. Jordan Silver and Friends, 6 to 9 on 96.5 The Buzz. So awake right now. We had to be so focused this morning. Dude, who wakes up and does what we do? Both collectively did in totally different parts of the city. Well, we didn't have the time to do it. Well, you didn't. I didn't. I was doing other stuff. Yeah, you had you had other stuff to do for the, for this, mm-hmm. so you didn't have time to focus on a rap. So, collectively, what else are you supposed to do besides get up at 3.30 in the morning and write a rap? <laughs> Dude, that seems to be when you and I are both at our lyric, lyrically <laughs> best. Bus family yesterday, Dustin and I were checking in with each other about our verses for the Chiefs rap that we're going to do at 8.30, and it's like, 9.30. I was like, How, how's it going for you? Because I hadn't started it. <laughs> I was still at work, and I said, haven't started it. <laughs> I've, we have a million ideas, but to actually sit down and funnel them down into what we're going to do, that process, it's a creative process, and everybody does it differently. 
So yesterday, I, last night, I asked you how you were at. You're like, just leaving work right now, your other job. So I don't, I haven't really started it. How about you? And I'm like, I got everything done tonight that I needed to do tomorrow morning. So when I wake up, I can just focus on the lyrics. And that's what we did. Yeah, we got a good little rap going. I, I Man, real rappers have to hate us. Why? Because we get up at 3.30 in the morning and have a rap prepared by like 8.30. You know, I feel like it takes them... Days, maybe. I mean, some don't even write their own, but. Well, maybe 3.30 is the special rapping time. Oh, they just haven't figured it out yet. Or no, they have, but like normal people, <laughs> not like us. And by us, I mean us Buzz family as well. We have to be up right. at 3.30. They're like just hitting, the promethazine is just hitting them and stuff <laughs> at 3.30 at night. And they're just like, all right. Yeah, some of them are probably not even going to bed. Exactly. At 3.30. They, they can't. I can't write a rap right then. Did we just, like, unlock a secret of life? You write your lyrics at 3.30 in the morning? Music. World. Local. And unofficial holidays. We're digging deep into history. Because we're all a bunch of nerds. And bringing you on This Day in History. With Jordan Silver and Friends. So 100 years ago front page of the Kansas City Star, December 6, 1919. Kind of the same thing that we've been talking about all week. The miners are still striking, but mines are opening. Stuff is getting better. We're going to be able to start using energy a little bit more. We're not going to be in crisis mode. Some of the miners in certain areas of Missouri are going back to work. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Some are still striking. Some are still, um, you know, some are going over that line and actually doing it. So I kind of... It's kind of a boring day, 100 years ago, front page of the Kansas City Star. But something happened near Joplin on this day in 1987 that is so crazy that we have to spend time on what that is. We will get to that coming up with on this day in local news. But first, let's uh, slow day in music history, but let's do it. But on this day in 2009, Weezer's tour bus crashes, forcing them to cancel the rest of their tour. Frontman Rivers Kumo is injured but is back in action six weeks later. No stopping him. No, no stopping Weezer. <laughs> no stopping. They will be putting out albums from Beyond the Grave. I'm so glad Stacy's not here for that back I know. in the day. She would have made such a mean comment. Mm-hmm. On this day in 1995, Coolio wins Single of the Year for Gangster's Paradise at the Billboard Music Awards. It's in your head now, isn't it? Yep. Damn it. Damn it. On this day in 1994, Bush releases their debut album, 16 Stone, which takes off in America, but not England. I love Bush. And this one's interesting. On this day in 1969, Altamont Free Concert. At a free concert performed by the Rolling Stones, 18-year-old Meredith Hunter is stabbed to death by Hell's Angels security guards. And it's worth noting that Meredith is a guy Mm -hmm. because in the audio, it's Mick Jagger reacting to seeing it, and he's asking, where is he? So that's who he's referring to. Mm -hmm. Can you see what was happening, man? No, you couldn't see anything. It's another another scuffle. There's the angel right there with the knife. Where's the gun? I'll roll it back and you'll see it against the girl's crocheted dress. Right there, isn't it? It's so hard. So Meredith, the gentleman that was stabbed to death, apparently approached the stage and was violently driven off by members of the Hells Angels. This is a big thing in music history because this is when the Rolling Stones paid the Hells Angels to run security rather than having security security. <laughs> And it was a big mistake. It's something I don't think anybody ever did again in history. Um, but it's a sad, sad moment. You, there's a documentary on it on YouTube if you'd like to watch it with uh, where I pulled that audio clip from of Mick Jagger. They got it all on film. Oh, 
And they've got reactions and stuff, but the reactions were so sad I didn't want to put them That's on. That's insane. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on this day, moving on to regular history, um, in 2002, Winona Ryder was sentenced after being caught shoplifting from Saks Fifth Avenue. And during her hearing, this judge is just, he's not hes not happy with her. You euphemistically reached what would be termed a crossroads in your life. Your decisions and conduct, in large part, are going to define your public reputation and image and possibly your future freedom. He was kind of, I mean... It makes sense what he was saying, but Winona Ryder has lived to ride another day. <laughs> and she is a top, top, top actor. So, Well, on this day in 1953, Vladimir Nabokov completes his controversial novel, Lolita. Also, you could have called him a, a Russian perv. Lolita is, uh, this premise is quote from, from Wikipedia. A middle-aged literature professor under the pseudonym Hubert Humpert is obsessed with a 12-year-old girl with whom he becomes sexually involved with and he becomes her stepfather. That is Lolita. Mm. No wonder it was controversial. Mm. 1953, still controversial. They made two versions of that movie, one in the 50s and then one in the late 90s. Lolita. Lolita. I don't know how many times Lana Del Rey refers to herself as Lolita in her music. Is it? Oh, okay. Mm. Mm. Listen a little bit deeper. On this day in 1923, Calvin Coolidge became the first president to have their address broadcast on radio. Him talking about taxes. And boy, the audio from this day and age, it's just fantastic. The expenses of the government reach everybody. Taxes take from everyone. It's part of his earnings. I just, I don't know when the time changed where people stopped talking like that. Agreed. Like, at what point did we start... Speaking the way we speak now instead of all cartoony and animated. Right. <laughs> With a slight British accent. <laughs> I don't know why. But all of America had a slight British accent in the 20s and 30s. On this day in 1884, the Washington Monument is completed in D.C. On this day in 1877, Thomas Edison demonstrated the first gramophone with a recording of himself reciting Mary Had a Little Lamb. Mary had an image of white as snow, and everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. Talk about sexy. Oh, my God. The first gramophone. Oh, I really <laughs> thought you were talking about Thomas Edison's no. reading. And I'm like, what part of that was no, sexy? No, Lolita. <laughs> um, no, the the actual machine. It is so 1800s looking. It's giant. There's a big horn on the end. And then it's just this metal thing that spins. And you put a needle on it. It's so beautiful. We did something about the gramophone earlier. Um, but that was a totally different thing. This is the first. Thomas Edison, first person to record themselves. And that was the audio of the first actual person. 1877. 1877. Can you believe we have stuff like that from back then? You would never be able to hear people's voices. It almost sounds better than Calvin Coolidge delivering his speech in 1923. Mm -hmm. That's crazy to me. On this day in 1865, the 13th Amendment was ratified. It abolishes slavery in the U.S. The actual wording for that is, quote, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as punishment for a crime where the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States or any place subject of their jurisdiction. I'm sorry that I internships. internships. That sounds like internships to me. Yeah. They should rethink internships and, and look at it with what they abolished with the 13th Amendment. <laughs> that sounds like an internship to me. Come on. You had one but, year for a while. On this, yeah. Hmm. On this day in 1790, the U.S. Congress moves from New York City to Philadelphia 
A historian talks about the most historic and important thing to happen in the building in Philadelphia. Probably the best day in this room's history, the day John Adams is inaugurated at the front. Stand on that platform with Thomas Jefferson, also at the front of the room, outgoing President George Washington. Can you imagine being in that room with all of those people? And you see the you see the paintings of it or the portraits of it, and you just look around that room and all the founding fathers are sitting there. Crazy to me. If only cameras and video cameras, some kind of recording devices and audio devices, could have been invented like a hundred years earlier. We would have so much amazing history, you know? Of the United States and of just this country yeah. or of the world. I mean yeah. all of these things we hear about, we'd have actual we'd know but I don't know if I really want to know what the founder, founding fathers were saying. I would love, I would love to hear Abraham Lincoln's voice, just to know what he sounds like. Yeah, there's all those things that you'll never get to hear or see, and I don't know. I, I'm part of the generation that wants more than what exists, so I'll just shut up now. <laughs> well, moving on to local history, the real exciting stuff. On this day in 1989, well, this one's not. Huh. <laughs> The Missouri Department of Health find it acceptable to require clear and convincing evidence of a patient's wishes for removal of life support. I feel like that's, that's pretty a, a that's a common case. courtesy that you should probably make sure that they clearly want this. Yes. But on this day, this is the one Jordan was talking about previously. On this day mm-hmm. in 1987, three Satanist Missouri teenagers bludgeon comrade to death for, quote, fun. Yeah, Satanists in... in uh what is it called? Carl Junction, which is a suburb of Joplin, 1987. These, these, these dudes brought their friend out to the woods, beat him with a baseball bat for Satan. What happened a year or two later is Geraldo comes to Carl Junction, Missouri, and does this whole special on Satanism and interviews for the first time ever the guy who was the head of that Satanistic ritual. Um, here's Geraldo talking about what the uh, what even just happened on that day. Carl Junction, Missouri. Four teenagers who had been dabbling in Satanism carried baseball bats, a cat, and a length of rope to an isolated spot near their small town here in Missouri. By the time the night was over, the cat had been mutilated and one of the boys beaten to death by the other three, who then dumped his body in a well. One of the kids who did it, Pete Rowland, is now serving life sentence without parole here at this maximum security facility in Fulton, Missouri. The other two boys, his classmates, were also sentenced to life. I wonder if anybody remembers this, because, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a while ago, but it's still, that's crazy. I mean, it's only 87. I feel like this would have made, yeah, at least, it, you know, news here. It did. I'm just wondering if there are people out there that remember this actual thing happening, because that's crazy. Four kids walking into the forest with a cat and a baseball bat, and only three kids come back. 1987. This is so. Geraldo did a special, which you can watch the entire thing. It's an hour and 25 minutes on YouTube. Somebody uploaded it to YouTube. It was called "Devil Worship: Exposing Satan's Underground," where he talks to people that did really messed up Satanistic things, and he talked to Pete Rowland from the local Joplin slash Carl Junction incident that we were talking about right now. And he asks him some questions, like this first one right here. And it's just weird how cold this guy is. What was it about Satanism that attracted you? Power. You know, with power comes money, comes girls, just the feeling of people looking up to you, popularity. So he's handsome. And Geraldo mentions that and asks him this. You're a good looking guy, smart. Would you have those things anyway? 
it, it just seemed easier through the devil. What I mean, is going on? Called? So what we're talking about right now is something that happened on this day in 1987 where three Satanists, three Satanist Missouri teenagers bludgeoned their friend to death, quote, for fun. And Geraldo did a special on it. Geraldo talking to Pete Rowland, one of the guys that killed his friend. And uh, Pete Rowland from jail back in 1988 talking about just why he's obsessed with Satanism. There's some more audio... Um, this is actual audio from the police of the first time that he mentions and admits guilt to killing his friend. Okay, this is the best that I... Quite a bit of blood and hair on this thing. You can see a lot of hair on the end of it. Who all hit him? Me, myself, um, Jim Hardy, and Ron Clement. Just so nonchalant. I mean, he's so, like you said, he's so cold about it. He's just sitting there and he's, yeah, we, we did it. Uh, we bludgeoned him to death. You know, we hit him with a bat, mutilated a cat. Uh, why'd you do it? Uh, power. Just wanted uh, power and money. Girls. Girls. Like, dude. There's one more piece of this interview that's very interesting. It's, now remember, you got to put yourself back in the time. This is 1987. Like, heavy metal music is starting to come out. And it becomes a huge thing in history that that kind of music maybe makes people crazy. You know, and studies and stuff haven't really been done on it yet because heavy metal music is just coming out around this time in 1987. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it has been. but That was back in the day when, you know, my parents have talked about it. I hate to date you, Jordan, sorry. But um, throwing away Ozzy Osbourne albums, throwing away records just because of the music on them. And I'm sure this, this is something, didn't, didn't play any... This was a, the national thing that started kicking that off. So this last little piece is of Pete Rowland talking about... What influences kind of got him into Satanism? I basically started out like with the killing of animals. Then there's always the heavy metal music and drugs don't help. Sometimes I didn't feel like I was the master of my own body. Like something else kind of took over with inside of my mind. What took over? Just the violence, the devil. On this day in local history, 1987, three Satanist Missouri teenagers bludgeoned their comrade to death for, quote, fun. Geraldo did a segment on NBC, big hour and 20 minute interview and, and documentary on this specific event. And you can watch it on YouTube. Just type in <laughs> ready to know, ready to know the word Geraldo and Satanism. Into YouTube. <laughs> and you will find that documentary. Uh, oh. You want to you go on unofficial holidays after that one? Please do. I need a shower of, from holy water or something. Well, it's Bartender Appreciation Day, so we could go get a drink and appreciate our bartenders. I love that. And put your own shoes day. Put on your own shoes day. So wear the shoes you were given. I don't know. Put on your put own. Put on your own shoes? Are there people in this world that that have other people? Put, is, that, is that a relationship thing? I never got to that level. I have never. Does your girlfriend had, put on your shoes? Yeah, sometimes. Are you serious? I'm real, real drunk at the time. Real? No. <laughs> what would I, I don't know with you sometimes, Dustin. You never know when that info will come in handy. Like maybe for your pub quiz night. That was On This Day in History with Jordan Silver and friends on the bus. Damn it, Jordan. Hmm. I was going to be on my bangers list. Jump around? How's Jump around, yeah. Oh. Do you know that uh, Everlast tried to kick my ass once? <laughs> what? True story. True story. It was, uh, I was working at that station in Seattle, and Everlast was 
playing our Christmas show. And we had, as the radio station, talked to a bunch of the different artists that were playing and talked to their management to shoot just like a one-minute video with each of the artists. Because, you know, there, there's perks that like you get. Like a little promo type thing? During the concert, it was kind of like a backstage oh, nice. thing. Give the, give the listeners another view of what the show was like. Oh, that's awesome. Right. Super cool. And so that the Ting Tings played that year, and I... The, the lead singer made me a drink and we drank it backstage and it was really funny. Um, Airborne Toxic event played and we went into Everlast's dressing room and stole his beer. Can't imagine but why Everlast they wanted was to on kick stage. your ass. He was on stage. <laughs> Nobody knew it was us. So Everlast was the last person that I had to do this little video with. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning and he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. His management was like, oh, you know, let, me, let me see if he wants to do this now. You know, and I was like, that's cool, but I have to shoot this before I can go home. And he just got all up in my face. He was like, I don't want to shoot anything. I don't want to invite you on my bus. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, dude. You're like, I'm not a groupie. I just really. I'm I really <laughs> don't care about you, man. I want to go home and go to sleep. I promise you, if you knew who I was into, it would not. Uh, exactly. <laughs> not be you. Oh, man. I forget about that, except for when I hear House of Pain. I'm like, Everlast. He was very, very rude to me. I'm like, I'm also a girl. You can't hit a girl. <laughs> What the hell? I know I have short hair, but Jesus. <laughs> Jordan Silver and Friends News on 96.5 The Buzz. Dustin, how much do you think your life story is worth? Man, uh, negative eight bucks. I'd have to pay someone to do it. Mine's like a chicken sandwich. <laughs> I think I've made my way to the positive of that, but it's like a chicken sandwich. Billie Eilish's life story at 17 years old is worth $25 million. How? Apple just paid $25 million to be able to shoot a documentary about her life. It is expected to come out in 2020. Oh, I mean, she's been around since she was like 13, so I understand that she's had a, quote, four-year career, but realistically... The big stuff hasn't happened until the last two years. I know. Has she even had her first kiss? She's <laughs> so young. Hi, this is my dollies. No, that's not what she's like, I don't think. All right. Logical question for you, Dustin. Okay. Where does trash go? A, an appropriate receptacle, or B, all over your front lawn? I'm going to go with A, a proper receptacle. That's right. Yes. Correct. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh. oh, my God. You are so much better than this person that has a house on Independence Avenue here oh. in Missouri. Um, they dumped all of their crap on their front lawn, and police cited them two months ago for trash and illegal storage because it's just a mess. It looks like somebody was evicted, right? But that's not the situation. Well, now the wind has taken it from their property to the sidewalk. It's kind of pushed it down, and now it's considered illegal dumping. The person who owns the junk actually lives out of town. I think it's time you come back and clean up your mess, lady. Yeah, it's probably time to at least call someone, maybe have someone go by there and pick it up. You know, you could set a, a warrant out for her arrest. That usually gets people back here real quick. That gets their attention. Mm-hmm. And a little white lie is okay sometimes, right? Mm. Well, I mean, who hasn't lied on their resume? Okay, you know, fair that, enough. Th That's fair. Right, yeah. We all write that we're proficient with Microsoft Word, but really what we mean is Microsoft Word is on my computer somewhere, but there's a YouTube tutorial for everything, so I can figure it out if I have to, right? There you go. A woman in Australia is going to jail for lying on her resume and landing a government job at $200,000 a year. She lied about her references, work history, and her education, and it's the fact that she lied to the government... 
that's getting in, in her into all this really extra hot water. Some of the comments underneath this story on Fox.com are the best part. A, well, the first one was, why, why is there a $200,000 a year government job? The other comment goes, so much for the government checking up on her references. Whose fault is that, really? Seriously. And then the third comment underneath that story, this lady has a bright career in American politics if she's willing to relocate. This is Jordan Silver and Friends Sports with Dustin. Isn't the, the comment section's almost the best sometimes. <laughs> just, they're pretty, pretty ruthless sometimes, but those were good. All right, so in sports news, just going to be talking Chiefs, okay? Big, big news. Our buddies right down the hall, you know, our good buddies at the Wolf. Next door. They just landed the Chiefs. Yes, Starting in February, they will have the Chiefs. They, they will be the radio broadcast of the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They will do all the preseason games, regular season, postseason, interviews, all that kind of stuff. And Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs, don't worry, he's coming back for his 27th year. Okay, good, yes. Just a change in station doesn't mean that he's not coming back. So, that's, I mean, it's all good news. How long have, has... 30 years, 30 probably. Years? I mean, since, wow. I, since I can remember, I was listening to it on a different radio station than the one we have done. Wow. So and maybe one day? We, we get it? Maybe. We'll see. I mean, I hey, don't. they have it down the hall now, so you think we got a little bit... Yeah, I'm real end. nice to the country station people. Yeah, always. We got a little bit of mm-hmm, mm-hmm, All right. Mm-hmm. I'll be extra nice now. Just wait. <laughs> Especially around this time of year. But in other news, Sammy Watkins, Darwin Thompson, and Elijah McGuire visited the University of Kansas Health uh, Pediatric Ward. Okay. This is Sammy Watkins talking about their oh, visit. Dog, and it's yes. just so, so, yes, your I dog. It's so, so much. I'm wearing his shirt right now. It's not only helping the kids, but it's helping us athletes realize um, it's not just about football. Um, it's about actually giving back and um having this platform to, to um, inspire the kids. And um, they see us and we can put a smile on their face. I'm pretty sure most of them is um, kind of watching the games and stuff like that. So to, to us to have an impact on them and come here and just um, in the hospital and have them laughing and, and seeing the parents and stuff like that, lifting them up. Lifting them up. And um, it, I think it worked both hand-in-hand. They lifting us up and we lifting them up at the same time. So if I can help a kid feel better um, while feeling bad, um, I'm going to be here for it. Our dog, Sammy Watkins. Oh. And then this this girl, listen to this girl real quick. She's she's so, oh, it's so sad. You guys don't know what it means to kids when you come here. It means a lot. You don't know what it means when you come here. It means a lot. Oh, oh, good job, boys. Do you know that this is it's messed up, but this is why I feel like I've never met Taylor Swift before? Why? It's because she's busy trying to meet kids that are sick in the hospital. <laughs> And, like, I can't be the jerk that's like, come on, what about me? Is that your make-a-wish, Jordan? Yes. Jordan Silver and Friends. On the bus. So glad that I finally watched The Office. (laughs) Finally. 20 years later or whenever it came out? Yes, I'm sorry. I knew that it was going to be a great show. I knew that it was something that I wanted to watch. I knew it was a cult classic and one of the funniest things that's ever been made. But I was, I don't know why, saving it for a more special time to watch it. And then with that special someone, yeah, just like my mom, it was like, uh, you know, why don't you just do everything that you said that you were gonna do after you get married? Because dot dot dot. Thanks, mom. Ooh, that's it. She cold. She, <laughs> she's got ice she's, in her veins. She's quote honest is what some people would say. Mm-hmm. That's always keep me grounded, mom. Thank you very much for that. But this is something that just started popping up, and Office fans, fans of the show are absolutely divided about it. It's something about Jim and Pam. 
Okay. And not only are the fans of The Office divided about it, the actors that play Jim and Pam are also divided about it. Hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to debate it with you. Are we going to see this from different angles? I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah there's- I'm going to say we typically, we, we line on a lot of things, but... When it comes to stuff like this, we don't we don't agree. Yeah, so uh, we'll talk about it coming up in uh, let's see about ten minutes. Get your debate ready for this okay office debate about Jim and Pam's first kiss. Hashtag Jordan Silver and friends on the bus. Britney Spears loses her virginity twice in the movie Crossroads. How is that possible? <laughs> okay, I don't watch the movie. I don't have the answer for that one. Okay, the only thing that is agreed upon between 100% of Office fans, is that Jim and Pam have their first kiss in season two. The debate is which episode. If you're an Office fan, you know exactly what we're talking about. Is it either season one episode, uh, sorry, season two, episode one, The Dundies, or season two, episode 22, Casino Night? Dustin, you've got audio from both. Yeah, so this is the original from The Dundies. Finally, I want to thank God because God gave me this Dundee. And I feel God in this Chili's tonight. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. That is an unmistakable sound. You heard it. You heard it here first. That is your debate. You are the one that say that that's after first I, kiss. When I, when I pulled the clips and I watched the, the actual episode... It's obvious. It's it's the Dundies. All right. Well, let's uh, two sides to this argument. There's also season two, episode twenty two, Casino Night, which is the season finale. You've got audio from that as well. I don't know, Mom. He's my best friend. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I think I am. Um, I have to go. I will. Listen, Jim. Like this. There's that. There's he that little walks, sound at the end. Yep. He walks right up to her, grabs her, and had to try that just once. Just once. 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 That's what he says. He had to try that just once. Okay. And once is that episode, Casino Night. He had to try that just once which is grabbing her and kissing her. Because in the Dundies, he does not grab her. She comes to him. So when he says, I had to try that just once, it's him taking the lead. Which proves my point. No, not at all. That it's a casino night. He's taking the lead doesn't mean that it's the first kiss. The what, the man has to take the lead no, for it to be is, the first oh, kiss? No, this oh. is not what I'm trying to say at all. No, I'm saying that he is acknowledging that he doesn't even acknowledge that a kiss happened before that. No. On your episode. No. I mean. Because when you watch the clip of the Dundies and she, I mean, obviously, yes, she's drunk, but she runs up and she gives him a big old kiss and he's still got his arms around her and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't act like it's not happening and he doesn't acknowledge it afterwards. He's like, oh, whoa, what was that? No, she was drunk. Okay. Right. What, 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 everybody gets kind of flirty when they're drunk a little bit, a little flirty. And sometimes that happens. They've been flirty leading up to this. They've been flirty the entire show. I agree with you. But they're both absolutely stone cold sober on casino night. And Pam reaches 
for Jim. She holds off for a second and then reaches for him. They're both reaching for each other. That's a first kiss. Their lips touched for the first time ever on the Dundies, but that is not their first kiss. So the definition, Google, definition of a kiss, verb, touch with the lips as a sign of love, sexual desire, reverence, or greeting. That's a, that's a definition. It's a definition. Justin, have you not realized that we live in the the time of the gray area? So the definition yes. of a kiss yes. is touch with the lips as a sign of love. Yes, and you so sound like all of my Republican first, family members right now. So their first kiss was at the Chili's when she came and kissed him. No. No, because you're arguing there is so much gray area. Nothing can be just defined by sitting in these little... But you're, but you're little parameters. What you're saying is when he said he loved her and uh, it's the perfect romantic blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's a Hollywood ending kiss is the first kiss. That's not, not the first kiss. The first kiss is when she was drunk and it happens the first time because she's finally got the courage to do it because she hasn't done it all this time. Really? Because in the end, she can't do the relationship, at least in that season. Okay. So... She was drunk. She was a little flirty. I mean, obviously, the sexual tension on that show builds the entire time and especially up to those moments. But the actress that played Pam says that when acting that specific scene at the Dundies, Pam was going for his cheek, but he moved. Like, I could kiss you on the cheek right now, and that would not be a kiss. You turn your head. It'd be weird, but I wouldn't be like, okay, Dustin and, my, Dustin and I had our first kiss. But on he Red Friday. He didn't like freak out and you know push away and because well, he wanted it. Right, exactly. So it was consensual. He wanted it in the first place. Neither one of them had the courage to do it. So she finally, you know, went for it. She was like, I'm gonna go for it. Went for the kiss. And he said, You know what? This is happening. I'm okay with it because we we both have been flirting this entire show. Finally, she's making a move on me. I'm not going to back away from this. No, that's a flirty afterthought. Stuff happens. It's a flirty afterthought. Yeah, Justin Timberlake's in trouble for stuff happening, too, in the news, the pop news. But he didn't really kiss her back. He just kind of was surprised and blah, blah, blah. He just, he, he moves his head. She touches his lips. It's not his first kiss. It's not their first kiss. Their first kiss happens at casino night where both parties are mutually wanting to kiss. And it's not a surprise. They mutually wanted to kiss in this episode. I mean, he didn't pull away. And it wasn't I, a I surprise in the casino night? She didn't know that was coming. No, but okay. He just grabbed her and kissed her. If it was, if if the Dundies was their first kiss, then I feel like it would be such a bigger plot in the story. But that happens on season one, and it takes all the way up to season, I mean, sorry, th- sorry, that happens on episode one, and it takes all the way up to episode 22 of that season for them to really do well, something. Just... And then the results of it are the fact that he moves away. That's just the writers. They they wanted you. Everyone, when that first happened in the Dundies, when you're all watching season two, episode one of The Office, and you're sitting there, and you're watching the Dundies take place, and she kisses him, everyone watching at that moment goes, oh, it finally happened. Yay, they did it. They don't say, oh, no, it doesn't count. But they liked each other. Yes, that's why everyone was excited that they had their first kiss. But then nothing happened from it. Also, where was Roy? <laughs> where was Roy when they were making out at the Chili's? <laughs> or when their lips oh, were touching at the Chili's? Poor Roy. I, it, no, I just, I, I'm, when, every time I watch this, he's smiling afterwards. He's looking at her with loving eyes. I mean, if you pause it right after he gets done kissing her, he's just looking at her like, man, I love you. He just doesn't have the courage to say it yet until the end of season two.
when he goes for her kiss. When he then goes for the kiss. Yes. Or is it the first time that she goes for the kiss? First time she goes for a kiss. (laughs) The gender part doesn't matter. Those roles could be reversed. It'd be a little bit not okay for TV and definitely not okay for this time if it were reversed, which is unfair. But anyway, the, the things happen really drastically after their kiss casino night. It sets the it sets their story for the rest of the entire show. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, they didn't want the entire season to be about them. Maybe they wanted to end season two with the cliffhanger of what's going to happen next with Jim and Pam. They don't want to have you watch the whole season because you already know that they're going to date. You watch the whole season going, wait, they kissed at the first episode. Why is nothing happening? Why is their relationship not going anywhere? Then at the end, it finally does happen. You're like, oh, man, I want to keep watching. Boom, season three. See? It's all writing. And then season three, they'll stab in the heart. But it was just a quick <laughs> peck. There's a difference between a click of, mwah, look, I just kissed this microphone. Look, mwah, see? It wasn't a quick peck. That was that was it, exactly what happens in the Chili's ep- in it was the not like, episode it was not of The done. Office. Yes, it, it was. It took yes, more. It, was. it, it took goes more. like this. Mwah, that's it. Like, no, I it did not. This it did not. Oh, God, now I'm in a relationship with this microphone. Is that how the worst works? Jordan Silver on the bus. Oh, we are getting so close to 830 where we perform our first Red Friday rep that we haven't we haven't done that in a minute. So had a, we had a bye week. We had a couple bye weeks. We had a couple bye weeks. And some turkey and <laughs> some Monday games. So this is our return for at least three weeks. I think it's been at least three weeks since we've done a rap, but we've been working on this one. 3.30 in the morning. Since, since 3.30 in the morning. Since actually all this week, but predominantly 3.30 this morning. Mm-hmm. You listen to the podcast if you'd like to hear the beginning of how the hell all that started. Um, 965thebuzz.com slash podcast up by 10 a.m. But yeah, we have our, our Red Friday wrap coming up at 8.30. That's going to be fun. We've got the news coming up at 8. I've got something about Spotify, but you know how I started that meme page, that local Kansas City meme page? Yeah. Which is <laughs> Instagram.com slash Jordan Silver and Friends. Well, it's been doing really well. And yesterday I noticed that people started doing their Spotify wrapped screenshots at the end. You know what it is, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's on Instagram, on Facebook. It tells you who your top five artists listen to were, your top five albums, your most listened to songs. Right. Favorite genres. Yeah, this was all over the place last year, I remembered. So when they started showing up on Instagram and, and on Facebook, people started posting them. I was like, oh, I got to jump on this and make a meme about it because that's my life now because <laughs> I'm so lonely. And so I made one. It's, a, it's Godzilla, Godzilla, and uh, holding an iPhone. And it says my list of 2019 Spotify wrapped artists. And across the top, it goes, it's that time again when people think everyone cares about what they've listened to on Spotify. And people are running away. No one cares. Guys. Well, I've been here for a year and a couple months now. I officially think that the moment that I became a Kansas Cityan was the moment that I had to write a check for 1% of my income and give it to Missouri because I work in Kansas. That's when I got pissed. When people were, before that point, when people were like, you're not from here, go home, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, yeah, you're right. I should, you know, I want <laughs> to be right. here, but like, I don't have a leg to stand on. But when I was like, when one of these states starts getting my income, <laughs> I live here. 1% of your income? Yes. Yeah. And since then, Kansas City has been really amazing, like welcoming me into their arms and, and letting me really acclimate as a Kansas Cityan. And I got a little cocky and got what I consider to be like the most Kansas City thing to happen 
a life lesson from Kansas City. So I posted that meme, the Godzilla meme, where it's like, now's the time of year where everybody thinks everybody cares about what they listen to on Spotify all year. And then the Buzz family underneath in the comment section just started screenshotting theirs. Oh, <laughs> and and man. uploading them as photos. So my entire Facebook of me making fun of this is the Buzz family and Kansas Cityans posting theirs on my status. So I, I humble pie. Hey, we're we're humble mildly- pie. Yep this this right here is like a little bit of humble pie because they're they're right. That's right. So I got Rick rolled, but we're, we're mildly petty here, a little bit. I yeah. Everyone's got it in them. Why am I eating on air right now? <laughs> Jordan Silver and Friends News on 96.5 The Buzz. Well, we were just talking about Spotify, and uh, they just did a study about what people listen to when they're in certain moods. So people be like, what, what mood are you in? Angry. And then they got the list of the top five bands that people listen to on Spotify when they're angry. Number one is Slipknot. <laughs> okay. Three Days Grace, Linkin Park, Disturbed, and Avenged Sevenfold round out the list. I've never been angry enough to want to listen to Slipknot. Three Days Grace is on the list. Why is corn not on this list? <laughs> They're epic. I don't care. So a new local study finds that the most charitable cities in Missouri are... First, this was calculated by how much was claimed on cities, the people in the city's tax returns. So it's like official data. In Missouri, Green, Missouri, St. Louis... And more and more and more cities that are over on that side of the state are charitable. Kansas City isn't even in the top 10. No city even around Kansas City is in this list. Kansas City, come on, Not guys. charitable, not charitable. In Kansas, Sedgwick County is the most charitable. So, nice. And I've got... <laughs> at a Walmart in Florida. Oh, dear right, God. Literally anything. <laughs> the story could go anywhere with an opening line like that. At a Walmart in Florida... A man was arrested because the guy in front of him was taking too long to check out. So the man got really angry and punched him in the head. <laughs> he punched the guy in the head because he was taking too long? Dude, go pick another line. What are you doing? <laughs> I wish we could live in a world where you could punch someone in the head if they were taking too long at a Walmart line. God, I always find the line. I always find the line where somebody uses a check, writes a check. Always. What, some poor 70-year-old woman is going to punch her in the back of the head? No. This is Jordan Silver and Friends Sports with Dustin. All right, enough talk about beating up old ladies. Uh, I didn't do it. I'm just saying. Good news in the Chiefs kingdom, especially for us and uh, for our big umbrella company over us. The people down the hall right next door to us are good friends over at The Wolf. They are now the radio show of the Chiefs. They get the Chiefs. Starting February, they are going to broadcast all the games and do all the interviews and all that kind of fun stuff. So Hell yeah, we're going to be awesome a lot nicer to the country station. Hell yeah, how's it going, guys? Hello, boss. Yeah, hello. hello, what's your name? Hello, nice to meet you again. Let me just add you on Instagram. So that's awesome. Speaking of the Chiefs, just so you guys know, Red Friday wrap coming up. Mm-hmm. 8.30. 8.30. It's going to be epic. Mm-hmm. Also, college football this weekend is championship weekend, so... On Friday, you've got the Pac-12 championship, and then Saturday, you've got the Big 12 champion, the Sun Belt champion, the American uh, championship game, Mountain West championship game, SEC championship game, ACC championship Jesus. game. So you have your Saturday covered if you want to watch some college football. Should be some pretty good games in there. There's a mix-up of some that are ranked teams versus not ranked teams, but oh well. Follow the show. Instagram.com slash Jordan Silver. Jordan with an I. Buzz fam. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
You know, I don't like the idea of cameras in the studio. You know, like a reality show. Some radio shows love to have cameras, but I'm like, you're just watching people talk. There's nothing going on. <laughs> There's you know? nothing exciting. What's the point of that, right? Though, if it were to capture the creative process that just happened here in the studio, you probably would be pretty amused. Dustin and I had our verses down for what we are going to do for our Chiefs Red Friday rap. But the chorus was just there's a problem. We couldn't figure out the problem. We're, we're trying to make it work, and it just wouldn't work with the scheme. I, it's just there's a whole process that we had to work through, and we decided let's just scrap what we have and kind of start new in these last, I don't know, <laughs> 10 minutes. 10 minutes. <laughs> so we get all the way down to this part that, that we're just having trouble. And I got to pee, and you, Dustin, you got to pee. Like, all right, pee break. <laughs> We've got four minutes before we have to do this song. We don't have a final line, which is the most important part of the song. Let's take a pee break. And I'm telling you, the second that my derriere hit that toilet seat, I had the answer. It came to you. I had the line. And that's all we needed was just that one line. Oh, What is it about the bathroom? I don't know, but I love it. It's like shower thoughts, all of that. (sighs) Well, we're done. Yes. Well, I mean, we got it. We got it. Like, we're done. Yep. Just got to fine-tune everything. Yep. We got to set up one thing in this studio because we <laughs> related to the last minute. So four minutes and you will hear our Red Friday rap of Cardi B. We make it fun, though. We make it fun. I was going to say. Fun. I know. You hate Cardi B. It has nothing to do with Cardi B. No. Just, just the beat. Boom, boom, boom. It just is horde. And we need a horde song to be those stupid patriots because I'm from New England and I hate being from New England and I hate Tom Brady. Jordan Silver on the bus. You ready to do this thing? Are we going to do it? We're working on this. This is our Cardi B Bodak Hello. Oh, man. Red Friday Chiefs rap. Let's do this. Okay. Aw. Yeah, Tom Brady. You a bitch. Sure is. We're coming for you. We sure are. Are we ready for this? Said little bitch. You can't be our chiefs if you wanted to. You is cheaters. You is crooks. And we play by the rules. With your trifling ass refs. Playing blind and dumb and deaf. When we get to New England, gonna show you who's the best. Take it, Dustin. Patriots. Belichick. Sleeveless. Hoodies, man. What the heck? Brady, kissing sons. I mean, come on, man. We've already won. Barely beat them cowboys. Sit your ass down, Tommy boy. I'll sit at home and crack a beer. Watch uh, y'all's dynasty uh, disappear. Wish I wasn't from New England, but I can't take that back now. Swear allegiance to K-City, to the Chiefs kingdom I bow. Arrowhead pride in my blood, and the Pats going down hard. They'll be crying in their Duncan, in their car, in Harvard Yacht. Oh. Little bitch, you can't beat our Chiefs if, if you wanted to. Use is cheaters, you is crooks, and we play by the rules. With your trifling ass refs, playing blind and dumb and deaf. When we get to New England, go. Gonna show you who's the best. That's Jordan Silver and friends from six to nine on the bus. Literally sweating and shaking. Family, if you want to know what it's like when we do one of those Red Friday raps, it's very hype for the entire time we do it. We get excited, we get pumped, we do it like, yeah. Right afterwards, I'm gonna have a stroke. Like I feel like I'm having a heart attack. Well, half of your face is different looking than the other half of your face, Dustin. And you're 22 years old, and I know you eat pretty healthy, so this is kind of man. That came down to the last, the last little bit. Whew. Literally, we wrote, well, we, I can't make it, I want to make it sound like that. We were both sitting on the toilet together, but literally yeah. wrote it. I guess if we ever get creatively blocked. We just go sit on the toilet together? I think so, man. <laughs> what is that, like the magic throne or what? But Oh, man. I, I got to say, I do think, I'm not trying, you know, 
to be biased, I think that was our best one. I liked it the most. I liked it the most. I feel like we got to get that crap out. I got to renounce New England. I got to talk about Tom Brady kissing his kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Should we put that on SoundCloud? <laughs> We're going to be SoundCloud rappers now? Jordan Silver and Friends. Thank God we do that part at the very end of the show. I wouldn't be able to do anything else. Nope. People's sports news would literally be, hey, the Chiefs are playing this weekend at uh, 325. That's 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 all. Oh, it's a 325 game? Yeah, it sucks, doesn't it? I know. Why is that not prime time? Yeah, for real. The rivalry <laughs> of the Chiefs I mean, it's the versus... Chiefs versus the Patriots. It's an AFC schedule. championship rematch, and we decided 325. Well, what's the big game? The Colts? No, I think it's the Saints versus the uh, 49ers, which is actually like going to probably be the NFC championship. So it is a pretty big game. Okay, damn it. You should have started with that. Now I, now I look like an idiot. No, it's okay. It's all right. I think, our, I think our games are much more important than anyone else's. I agree. I think we should get prime time every week. I agree. Even versus the Denver Donkeys. Prime time in our hearts. Prime time in our hearts. Oh, man. Well, uh, if you just tuned in, we, for the first time in three weeks, did our first Red Friday wrap. We covered a Cardi B song yeah. because it was hoard. Um, for the majority of the text line was into it. This one one person though said that what is it? Basic white bitch. Basic bitch and suburban boy don't play. So is that our is that our new duo name? I know because gang 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 was taken. <laughs> I hate that. It was taken in two thousand five. Gang oh, gang gang. Yeah, the gang gang gang. Come on, can we buy it? No, probably not. Mm. Will you look gang gang gang, gang dot com? G- See if ganggangang.com is available. Why'd you say that on air? Now some Buzz family member is going to go make that into a website. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. <laughs> Delete the browser hey. and... If you need your Jordan Silver and Friends fix during the weekend, check out Jordan's Instagram at J-O-R-D-I-N Silver. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever... Or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.